Hey everyone, it's Ashley. Before we got started today, I just wanted to give a reminder that for episode two of the Well-Read Dames podcast, we're about to discuss Ruth Ware's book in a dark, dark wood in detail. There are spoilers ahead if you haven't read it. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you love it. And thank you so much for joining us. Welcome, everyone, to the second episode of the Well-Read Dames podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Alicia. I'm Susie. And we are here to talk about Ruth Ware's book, In a Dark, Dark Wood, which some of us have read a couple of years ago, like myself, and some of us read and finished yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a procrastinator. And I just really like this book and so I wanted to talk about it again (laughs) but I didn't reread it unfortunately so um so we're going to be chatting about this book um I thought we had book news didn't we have a book news or something Mm. Alicia that we spoke about earlier you're shaking your head I don't remember (laughs) all right well maybe other book news so I need to look it up and I'll look it up but I think that um well one Sharper Objects, which I don't know if either of you have read Sharper Objects. No. So it's by um, Karen Flint, I think the, the woman that wrote, um, ah, that wrote not The Girl on the Train, but Gone Girl. Oh. I think Gone Girl. So she wrote another book called Sharper Objects, and it's going to HBO, and Amy Adams is starring in it. Ooh. And I think it starts next month in July. So I can look that up for those details. Um, but... I think it was either the, I don't remember which one, but uh, Reese Witherspoon. Jillian. Oh, Jillian, uh, Gillian? Jillian Flynn? Jillian Flynn. Sorry, not Karen Flynn. <laughs> Gillian or Jillian Flynn. Um, so very excited about that. Um, and so maybe we should put that on our read list before we watch it. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I really like it. Sure. Um, and Reese Witherspoon as well is working on an adaptation of, I want to say, one of Ruth Ware's books, but I'm not 100% on that. Hmm. So if you want to look that up at some point, we will discuss that. We kind of want to have like segments where we talk about book news, yeah. but this was not well rehearsed <laughs> at all. So not this even. was not even rehearsed. Like we've been drinking and eating pizza and talking and you about- never mentioned this to me. I not once. You imagined <laughs> this conversation. I hit record and I just went with it. And so i trying to figure it out. Liquid current here, you guys. Um, so I found it, you guys. So it is in a dark, dark wood. Oh. Oh, yes. really? So, apparently exclusive, uh, reported March 6th, uh, Reese Witherspoon is... Who is she going to be? I don't Marvel? know. I don't know if she's directing. Because she's not 26 years old. Oh, She does look fabulous, though. She, she is does. amazing. So She's going to be playing Legally Blonde. Like, how old is she supposed to be? And she's a lawyer, but still. It's been a minute. Elwood's ages. So, <laughs> she's producing it. That's a fair point. She's producing it. Okay. She's producing it alongside Ellen Goldsmith Bain, who did the Maze Runner Scorch Trials. Oh. And Lindsay Williams, who did the Maze Runner, I guess the original. And Sherry Smiley, who will produce for the Gotham Group. So, there are no plans at present for Witherspoon to star in this one. Okay. That wouldn't really make sense. It think. wouldn't it make wouldn't. a lot of sense. Unless she was Lamar, maybe. Honestly, I love her so much. She could do whatever, and I would probably I would be okay with it. I would it. be cool with it. Um, once again, she's in Big Little Lies. Yes. 
Exactly. And it was great. Yes. So, okay. So I wanted to share that book news because it's related to the book that we read right now. So let's talk about it. What is In a Dark, Dark What About? So the stage is set. And this book is amazing. I love Ruth Ware's writing. Um, I feel like she always immediately pulls me in. I feel like her characters, although they go through some crazy shit, are super relatable as people. And they feel, I always feel like they feel like friends that I know. Like, they feel like people that are real instead of just, like, kind of a fake created human that I'm supposed to find something to relate to about. I just immediately relate to Nora, who is the main character of this story. Mm-hmm. And luckily not because I've been through anything that she has. Yeah. No. Um, I hope not. I hope not. You would know, right? Not you with your know. childhood best friend. Because yeah. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> exactly. So... Um, but it starts off in the beginning where she's a writer. She works from home. She has a really solitary life. And out of the blue, one day, she gets an email inviting her to a hen party, which is a bachelorette party. For those that speak English. <laughs> in America. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she has to go. Well, she doesn't have to go. But she gets invited to this girl's party that was like her best friend in high school that she hasn't talked to for 10 years but they grew up together from childhood and they've just really lost touch mm-hmm. um so it's in the woods hence the title it's in a cabin which full disclosure my bachelorette party was in a cabin and i think i read this not very long after i got <laughs> married and i immediately thought about this and i was like well i'm glad that this isn't how that went down um you yeah, to completely we change like your bachelorette party <laughs> Yeah, no, you you may have had to completely change your bachelorette party. It would have been too scared. <laughs> would have been out of out of bounds. But the, your <laughs> party was not like an isolated glass no. box in the woods. No, it was not. Like <laughs> it was very. You could walk down the driveway and you're on a main like yeah. state highway or whatever. Like yeah, you would have yeah. been fine. Um, and then I think five miles down the road, you would have been in a town. So yes. and these were people you were currently like actively friends with, obviously. Yeah. I'm just so. saying, I found it relatable because yeah. we had just, I was like, you know, because it's kind of creepy going to a cabin in the woods anyway. It's romantic, but it also has just an edge of creepiness to it. Yeah. So I just want to take a poll right now. <laughs> if you were in Nora's situation and you had an invite from someone you hadn't talked to in 10 years, would you go? No. Nope. It happened to me, actually. It happened to you? Yeah. Really? And I feel kind of bad because I know she wouldn't have, you know, no one would have gotten murdered. (laughs) (laughs) Or so we think. But when I was in middle school, I was really close to a couple of girls that I lost touch with. And one of them got married and I wasn't invited to the wedding, but I was invited to the bachelorette party as a surprise for the bride. And I said oh. yes, and then, like, the day before, I chickened out. Oh, well, maybe for the best. That's so yeah. awkward. That is kind of awkward because it was a surprise yeah. invite. Yeah. But, like, I'm not invited to the wedding, so why am I going to go, like, celebrate with this mm-hmm. girl? That's like, what I thought. That if I you're not invited to the wedding, don't go to the bachelorette party. I mean, that yeah. should be a rule. It, it was weird. Yeah. It would be one thing if it was, like, maybe, like, a really good work friend of yours, but, like, she had really small wedding numbers and... You know what I mean? Like, no. she was like, I can't invite everyone. But you currently or, know them. Or a destination yeah. wedding. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just think, I just, I just, I just feel like it's kind of crappy to expect someone to spend money True. on going, like, and that's, Yeah, because they had to travel. That's oh. immediately her yeah. friend's point, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that she, Nina, right? That she messages, and Nina's complaining that she spent, she probably didn't spend $1,000 on this one. Because mm. of the train ride. And, yeah, and she yeah. spent 500 on someone else's. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of money to go on a bachelorette party, even if it's cabin in the woods. It's expensive. It's expensive. I didn't mind and that way because I wanted to keep it lower cost for everyone, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
But I do have to say real quick, yeah. no one else is going to get this, but I was thinking about the numbers and the demographics of the people you had at your party is the same. We had a yes. gay guy, we had a new mom, <laughs> and we had two single girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, it's pretty much exactly the same demographics. That's what I'm saying. I remember we were currently friends with each other. We, yes. Everyone knew each other and everyone was friends. Yes. Um, no one had lost touch with each other. No. Like, not really. There was, I didn't really know if, if Erica. Yeah, if Erica was going to come or not, but I'm that really was glad a surprise, that like... she did. I, like, she hadn't said she wasn't going. Oh, she came to my bachelorette party without coming to the wedding. She did do I that. I didn't invite her to that. <laughs> True. <laughs> we'll leave that be. But she is a fun time. Like I she love, a good time. I love Erica. She's like, one of my time. close friends. Um, and she's super fun. Yeah. Um, but it happens. It happens. But she's the only person. Like, and I don't know. I don't think I would go. The, here's mm. the only way I would go. Would one, go. Nora felt safe because her friend Nina, who she had remained, remained in touch with, goes. Yeah. So if you have a close friend, like, Suze, if you are going, mm-hmm. I may go just to see the drama or see how crazy sure. this is, but not with Nora's backstory that we find out later. Like, just off the bat with zero backstory or drama, I don't know if I would go. Okay. Um, Unless, maybe if Nora, not Nora, um, Nina mm-hmm. was maybe still super close with Claire and she yeah. was going mostly for her. That would make sense, but neither of them were close with her. Neither of them no, were close. Yeah, they both yeah. kind of lost touch. Yeah. Know. So let's get to when they get to the cabin. Because then we kind of, you know, I mean, understandably, she's just dreading it at that point. Um, and the next thing she knows, she is getting on the train and she's meeting up with Nina. And I love that one thing I, like, this is what I'm talking about. She immediately starts cussing when she's with Nina. And she makes a comment like, I never really cuss around Nina, but Nina brings it out of me. It's like she has the superpower where suddenly she's around Nina and she's like, I can't fucking believe this, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that's so adorable slash real. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely do that with my friends. Because, yeah, I definitely have friends that I would, like, probably never really speak the way I truly feel because I know it would make them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but around y'all ladies, mm-hmm. I just can't, I can just be more honest. Yeah, yeah, I can just let my guard be, down. Be. And be. <laughs> so they they get there, and I forget. Are they? They're not the first people there. Is Tom there? Or is nope. it? Oh, they. Is the it Flo only there? person there is Flo. Yes, Flo. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Flo. Yeah, Flo. Flo makes me sad. Flo is sad. Flo is like <laughs> super sweet, mm-hmm. and she. Like, just really goes out of her way to try to make this, like, the best situation and the best party that it can absolutely be. But she's she clearly so got hard. an unhealthy relationship yes. with Claire. It's very obvious. Flo's batshit crazy. So it's like, it's like sad because you feel bad for her because you can see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, this isn't normal. And yeah. I don't want to give spoilers, but maybe maybe I won't Go give ahead. spoilers yet. Well, I mean, and obviously it was taken advantage of. Yes. Oh, very much. By another taken character. Of. Yeah. Yes. So, it's awkward as ass, yeah. right? When they all get together, Tom is fabulous mm-hmm. overall. Wonderful. I love Tom. Yes. Um, like our friend, the wonderful gay guy at the <laughs> bachelorette party. Yeah. Um, who just makes everything more interesting. Um, and it's awkward as ass when Claire gets there. So Claire's the bride to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor Nora is going for a run. <laughs> it's going for a run. Sorry, you guys. That's my cat. Um, it's going for a run when um, when Claire shows up. Mm-hmm. And didn't Claire act surprised to see her? Yes. She said something like, Nora, what are you doing here? 
Yeah. And then she's like, your hen party? And then she's like, oh, silly, I know that. Why are you running in the pitch black? Yeah. But she made it real awkward. Yeah. It's awkward. And yeah. I mean, it's a valid point why you're running in the pitch black in the dark and the snow in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Very valid. That's weird to me because I'm not a runner, but definitely not. A runner not either. But I have <laughs> yeah. friends that don't mind going on a run at night yeah, or early in the morning. I don't think I would mind running at night on a Willet Street in the summertime. No, but I know people that would go for like a dark area just because yeah. they're just uberly comfortable in that setting. And for me, that's like stranger danger. Like I'm right. ter- terrified. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to over the river and through the woods it for anyone, but <laughs> <laughs> even myself. But. Um, but yeah, so it's super awkward. And then is it that, I believe it's that first night where they start playing like the game of confession. It's basically like never have I ever. Yes, it's definitely that. Yeah. And I think it's Nina. Nina. Yes, it is. I love Nina. Like Mm. Nina's like the bitchy friend and Mm -hmm. I've definitely been the bitchy friend. I think everyone's probably been the bitchy friend at some point. Yeah. To some degree, yeah. Where you just kind of want to, like, stir the pot a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially if you're drinking, it seems, like, really funny to and do. And she didn't know the whole story. No, she didn't. she not. didn't know the whole story. But we find... So, what's the big reveal? So, obviously, Nora's already found out who Claire's marrying. Because at the beginning, she doesn't know who Claire's marrying. She hasn't talked to her in ten years. Why would she be up to date? And when she looked on Facebook, there's some random guy in the picture with her dressed up like Matt Smith from Doctor Who, <laughs> which, once again, love Doctor Who. But, <laughs> but we find out that she's married to da, 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 none other than Nora's ex-boyfriend from high school. Mm-hmm. Insane. Oh, mm-hmm. snap. Oh, snap. So this whole situation just got a whole lot more awkward it's kind of everyone's worst nightmare especially if you have like feelings for that person mm-hmm. you're just like wait what yeah. yeah does anyone want to explain her feelings our feelings or her feelings her feelings or your feelings well, about she, her feelings. she was still clearly hung up on him mm-hmm. um and obviously because of what happened which why are we talking about that yet because of what happened there was a lot of hurt and pain and also love so she was Hurt and scarred, I guess. She was also like 16, so your right. emotions are obviously a little more confused and muddled at that point anyway. And it's kind of hard to wrap your head around that. And right. it's easier to have a hang up with your first, like, real boyfriend, love of your life, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we've all had that first person and mm-hmm. you, you get over it, but still, it's like your old best friend marries them. Like, and wait, I was what? Say, <laughs> the girl that was supposed to be her best friend. Exactly. Like, you also, know everything, right? <laughs> at that point, mm-hmm. I. Almost think I would have left because uh, I for you sure would have fucking tricked me up here, so you could tell me on your hen night mm-hmm. that you're getting married to this guy. All you had to do is email me. Oh, I, yeah. I most definitely you? would have left and be like, "Congratulations and goodbye." Yeah, yeah. ta-da. <laughs> but she doesn't. <laughs> no, yeah. that's really. But I also know people that would maybe just stick it out because they're uncomfortable and they don't know what to do, and they're too timid to just. Get up and be like, bye. Yeah. Never and see you if ever. You can't get anyone to leave with you. I get it. So things are awkward as ass from the beginning. Yes. There's like the first night. So Melanie is the new mom, mm-hmm. very relatable character. Mm-hmm. As Susie was the new mom yep. at my bachelorette party <laughs> yeah. in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> at least we had cell service, though. We absolutely had to have cell service. And we mandatory. weren't too far away from home. No. So we made a point of that. Far. And we had wine and a hot tub, you guys. So. Yeah. All requirements for a good time. They did not have a hot tub. I know. I don't understand that. I don't don't get it. Poor planning. But 
it's it's going well. It's uncomfortable as all get out. And then Nina makes a joke or never have I ever about sleeping with the groom. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, two, well, not obviously, but spoilers, two people in the room have slept with the groom, one being the bride-to-be and the other being poor Nora, who just wants to disappear into a wall at this point, mm-hmm. but can't. So, believe after that, she leaves Matt, goes upstairs to try and, you know, she charged her phone earlier. And is that when she realizes that her phone is gone? I don't remember. You don't remember? Okay. It is kind I feel of, like it important. is. Yeah, so uh, if it's not at this exact moment, it's shortly that she realizes someone has taken her phone. I think it has to be given the time because they would have done it when she was on her run. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think it is. And, okay, so you're in the middle of the woods, you're with people you don't really want to be with, and now your phone is gone and you have shoddy stall service to begin with. Mm. It's super uncomfortable at this point, but she still sticks it out. I believe the next morning is when Melanie leaves. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Melanie, go ahead. Go ahead. You made a pointy face like you were going to talk to me. Isn't that before Melanie leaves when they realize they see some, like, yeah. tracks in the snow leading back and forth to the cabin? And so they're like, who, mm-hmm. like, to everyone's not left the house. Supposedly, like, they ask everyone. Everyone's like, no, I've been inside this entire time. I just woke up. And they're finding, mm-hmm. like, random footprints. And so it's kind of like, that's terrifying. Like, mm-hmm. we're in a very isolated remote area. And someone's been possibly watching us. And also, it's, if we haven't said already, it's very much like a glass house cabin. Mm-hmm. So, like, you are, like, basically like a well-lit TV at night. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyone outside so You don't know outside. who can see you, but you definitely can't see them. And right. that's, like, a very terrifying... Yeah. And there's a whole backstory about the cabin, about how, like, the villagers... Just not villagers, but you know, <laughs> the townsfolk didn't like that the cabin was not a ca- It's not really a cabin. It's like metal and glass. Mm-hmm. And like apparently they burned it to the ground a couple times or something while it was being built. So there was also that whole backstory to make it even more That's creepy. That's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. That's I so did weird. too. It's mm-hmm. like extra creepy. Like Yeah. So the cabin itself belongs to Flo's, Flo's aunt. Flo's aunt. Yeah. So it's Flo's family cabin. Um, which is why they're there. And at this point, you really don't trust Flo at all. If you ever really trusted Flo to begin with. Because, one, when they got there, there's a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, which guns are overall illegal. In the UK, I know that some people have guns in the UK. And I know there's a way to get them. But overall, you don't see them a lot. Yeah, most people don't just keep them in their house. Yeah. To and, scare rabbits. Yeah. With blanks. And so in the middle of nowhere, there's this gun, yeah. which freaks them out. But there's only blanks in the gun. Um, but people are feeling really uncomfortable. And I think it's because Nora gets up to go on a run again, and then she sees the tracks in the snow, mm-hmm. and when she goes inside is when Melanie is, like, packing up her stuff or doing dishes or something, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm getting out of here. Like, Well, there's another point. So they're talking, okay. and she's upset because she still can't get cell service. Melanie is. And um, Nora says, just go use the landline. And she goes to the landline, and that's when they realize it's dead. Someone's cut the landline. Oh. They don't think they, I, they don't think they cut it yet, but it's dead. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she says, nope, I'm leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good. And I can't blame her at all. Because, yeah, I would yeah, I would leave too. If I couldn't check on my baby, I would leave immediately. Yeah. I'd be like, have a nice party. I'm going away. <laughs> yeah. It's too soon. So <laughs> yeah. that's the point where that's like the real first opportunity for Nora to leave. And she thinks about it, mm-hmm. but she doesn't leave still. Yeah, because Paul, she feels, again. 
Well, I would leave. I, I mean, I never would have gone, but yeah. I definitely would have left. I'm trying to. First. I'm trying to remember. Did she take a taxi there, or did she ride with Nina? She rode with, she Nina. Rode with Nina. So yeah, so she definitely could have hitched a ride with Melanie like, at that moment. Take like, to the train day. station. Yeah. yeah, they they took a train. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to remember. And then how did they get there? I almost felt like they took a taxi for some they reason there from they? the train station. Mm-hmm. So she technically didn't have to go back with Nina. No. So she could have, like, left and been like, I mean, Melanie, because Melanie mad. drove there. But, like, Melanie, yeah. take me to the train station. And I'm sure Melanie would have. Because yeah, I know. think that's the thing. I think Melanie's, like, the only person that really drove. Because yeah, now so. you're sitting Besides here flow. with, like, yeah shoddy service your phone's missing and now the landline's cut yeah you're getting more and more restricted with your options Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i would have been like all right this was a mistake i'm leaving too yeah yeah like can't do this and then i don't think we mentioned the night before after nina said oh who here fuck the groom and then she got real sad and went to bed Flo flipped out like right yeah she's like i just want to go to bed it's already midnight and then everyone else was like okay cool and then Flo came up and was like crying on her doorstep because you're ruining everything yes (laughs) super unstable girl oh and they had done coke at some point yes they did coke like the first night i did not forget they were doing coke Yeah. yeah it was definitely one of those like Oh, let's have some drinks. Blah blah. blah. Let's do some lines of coke. And, and I was like, it, Tom, yeah, bring Tom. It. It was yeah, Tom, mm. because it's like a tequila royale. Apparently, I don't. Know. I don't know. Beats me. Full disclosure: <laughs> there was not cocaine at my bachelor party. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Booze, Wine yes. Coke, no had. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest point to me is when Justin, who was it? Justin knew who Bone Thugs and Harmony was. And that blew my mind. Yes, did. Because we were just playing, like, some old, like, mix of music from, like, the 90s. And then Justin was like, what do you know about some bone thugs? And I was like, how the fuck do you know what bone thugs are? Explain yourself, sir. This does not appear to be um, show tunes. This is not classical music or jazz. I don't, I did not know that about my friend, who I've known for a very long time now. I don't think I introduced him to it either when we lived together. Oh, I mean, no, I definitely listened it to back it. In the it was day. probably high school. Probably. Yeah. That's when they came. That's when. This is from Ashley's bachelorette party, not from the hen party. Sorry. So sorry. <laughs> Side note. No Coke, but bone thugs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Way Similar. better. Lots Way and better. lots of wine and some rum balls because who doesn't like Ooh. a delicious oh, those chocolate? Oh, should bring those next Yeah, time. make them for next time. Okay. So rum balls, in case you guys don't know what that so is and you're thinking word is weird. Delicious. They're a delicious chocolate cookie that's made with rum, but you don't cook the you don't cook them they're no bake so that the like alcohol doesn't ever burn off so you can get kind of loaded on rum balls a yep. little bit it's, it's amazing it's everyone's dream it's so good guys there has oh to be gosh. recipes on pinterest for this so i recommend and there are into it. but there are also bourbon ones but i'm not a big bourbon fan i am girl i can give I'm you my recipe and you would literally just, just substitute bourbon? the rum for the bourbon Amazing. But I will not be making those because that's not my jam. But what about we do a taste test? Mm. Ooh, a bake off, you guys. I'm gonna buy bourbon now, my goodness. <laughs> maybe I'll get anyway. weird one day. Maybe I'll get weird. <laughs> so maybe next time we'll have rum balls on top of wine. Yes. And bourbon balls. <clears throat> and bourbon balls. And BBs. <laughs> so <laughs> So I think it's the next day. So all this awkward as ass stuff's happened. Flo was freaked out and made everyone very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Tom's fucking high on cocaine, along with everyone else's bit buzz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nina comes up and is apologetic. She immediately apologizes to Nora. 
for taking the joke too far and somehow not understanding how that would be hurtful. Yeah. Which seems bizarre. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. Oh, one more sidebar. Yeah. It's so funny to me that Nina did make that remark because when the very first night mm-hmm. when Nora gets back from her run and Claire's in there and Nina is talking to her about her confrontation with Claire, she had no clue that Nora didn't know who she was marrying and she was more pissed at Claire than Nora was. Am I making Nina sense? Was. Nina was. Nina was more pissed at Claire <clears throat> in that moment than Nora was at Claire. I mean, I think Nora was probably more... Is her name Nora? Yeah. 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 Because her name's Lenora. Leo, Lenora. And she used to go by Lee, but now yeah. she only goes by Nora. But yeah, that's I a, still, That's an important thing, too. It's funny to me that she brought that up, although she was wasted and on... High on coke, I assume, because yes. I think she took it too. I think a few of them were like, "Yeah, sure, let's just do a line. Yeah. This this is a weird place. Let's, let's just it. get weird." I already feel uncomfortable. We're, yeah. we're trapped in a cabin. Yeah. <laughs> like. But but it, it was interesting to me that she was more pissed off at what Claire did, and yeah. then then a couple hours later, she's like, "Ha, you fucked the groom." Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Thanks. When you're feeling all right. Yeah. <laughs> Although honestly, it's worse in the car later, but we'll get to that. With the quiz. Oh my god, I oh forgot about the quiz. Gosh. You're gonna have to take that. So the next so basically mm. the next morning, Melanie is like, I'm out. So she leaves. Nora, against her better judgment, stays. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the shooting range, right? Yes, they go to the shooting range because Flo thought it would be a fun thing to do for them. Although I I, I kinda wanna know if it really was Claire's idea that she mm-hmm. implanted in her mind. Um <laughs> But so on the way there, Flo decides they're going to do the typical bachelorette quiz about the groom, which is real stupid because like none of the people actually know the groom other well I guess Melanie's not there anymore, never mind. Yeah. Tom kind of knows him, but not really so. And then Nora for obvious reasons, it's weird. And Nina hasn't seen him in years and years and years. So why is this a good idea? But it's a quiz of the people versus Claire. And of course, one of the questions is, when did he lose his virginity? And of course, it was to Claire, and she's getting car sick oh, and like pukes. To Nora. Nora, yes. Sorry, it was to Nora. It was to Nora. <gasps> So everyone is like, they don't even think about it. And it's weird to me again that Nina's not thinking about how this would be a bad situation. <laughs> that sounds horrible, you and guys. And then Flo was like, okay, what age did he lose his virginity? And like everyone was like, uh, I don't know, 18, 17? And Nora pukes out the window. <laughs> like she <laughs> makes them stop and pukes. And then they, I think they even say something like, how could you even ask that? And Claire's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and she doesn't even stop it. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it's all about that's Claire. one of the first moments when I was like, Claire's a shitty uh-huh. person. Yeah. Like, and She's Claire, a real like, bitch. They yeah. were friends from childhood, and Nora immediately talks about some really good things that mm-hmm. she did when they were kids. Like, she was super shy. But those moments, those cute moments of remembrances never end in, like, happiness. There's always something, like... Well, but then she said something mean to me, or yeah. Well, because like it was like Nora was like that um, shy, kind of awkward kid, mm-hmm. and Claire was the beautiful, 
you know, I don't, maybe even, like, outgoing kind of rich friend who just yeah. took her under her wing, so she, like, made, like, the ugly dunkling beautiful kind of level, but not, mm-hmm. you know, so I feel like it's kind of she that, like... She was Regina George, I think. She, she was. was Regina yeah. George. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what she was, so it's like, yeah, she did something really nice, but then something really mean at the end, you know, so yeah. it was kind of like a really unhealthy friendship. Yeah. And that's the other reason I wouldn't have gone in the first place. <laughs> yes, but I don't even think she recognizes that. We realize that, I don't think Nora even realizes that these sweet moments that she has in her memory mm-hmm. are shitty. Are not cute. Yeah. We see it because we're reading it. Right. And it's like, oh, that's so nice. And then it's not nice. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. So I don't think Nora even realizes it, even as an adult, even looking back. And right. I think that's part of why she stays. is because maybe this is a way she could reconnect with her friend. Maybe she owes this to her friend. Yes, please. More wine for me. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Maybe she, you know, owes this to her friend, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think she owes her shit. No, absolutely not. And another thing, and we'll get more into Claire. Let's get more into Claire later. Okay. Because we're going to, once we do the reveal, let's really dissect Claire. Okay, for sure. Anatomically. Okay. (laughs) That's not a word. word? (laughs) Do you mean like, I don't know anatomically or <laughs> intimately like what I were you going like for anatomically better i think you kind of like combined a couple words together <laughs> i feel like we're drunker than last time we are definitely i drunker feel than just last. fine we had drank almost drunk. a bottle before but, we came up here so yeah. yes maybe when i stand up i'll feel different but i feel pretty darn good i've normal. also got up and down the stairs a couple of times true that could be since it. bottle one so that's so. a new webster dictionary word we'll have to look it up <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, let's really get into Claire once we get to the spoilers part. Okay. So, um, they go clay shooting. Yes. No one, I don't think, likes it. Well, Maybe they Tom kinda, likes it. I don't think Tom likes it. Flo liked it. Flo's crazy. Flo really liked it. <laughs> I think Flo grew up doing it. <laughs> Probably. So that makes sense then. Well, actually, I think Tom did like it because he was good at it. Yeah. yeah. Because he was an archer, and he said they're remarkably similar skills. Yeah. I don't think Nora liked it, though, because she got the big recoil bruise on her. Yeah. That's right. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. That sounds horrible. Yeah. So they do that, and then they come back to the cabin again. Mm -hmm. Then what happens? Um, Ouija board? Mm. I think something else happens first. Shoot, I'm trying to remember what does happen next. I really don't remember either. Does she go for another run? I think she does. She goes for a lot of runs in this book. A lot of running in this book. From from three three ladies that don't run, this is a book about running. It's quite yeah. inspiring. <laughs> Shoot, I should have brought the book with me. Um, I mean, I know that night is the the fake Ouija board thing. <gasps> okay. I forgot about the Ouija board. Yeah, let's go into that then. Okay. Talk about the Ouija board. If, we rem- if I remember something else important that happens, but I don't think anything happens before that. So, the Ouija, and it's not even a real Ouija board. It's no. like a paper one? I'm confused. Like a created one, so like, yeah. like it, doesn't, it shouldn't yeah. actually work because it's just paper. That's not how these yeah. things work. But also, how does the Hasbro brothers know how to summon spirits? I don't know. Well, but <laughs> it's sure. actually kind of interesting because <laughs> it uses the same little like plinth thing or whatever and tom even said at one point he's like well it's actually moving but it's the subconscious of the the people moving Mm. it not realizing they're moving it but in this case people were specifically moving it yes (laughs) yeah so first i think the thing that is said is um did you bring coffee or something which is a jab at 
Flo because she <laughs> forgot to bring coffee for Poor the other people mm-hmm. and she was really nervous she was really worried about it and then she got real pissed because she's like one of you is making fun of me for not bringing coffee which in the UK most people drink tea typically but there are people right. that enjoy coffee Nora like, and Mel I think were the big coffee drinkers yeah so I'm just, a coffee drinker so I get it yeah in the US, I don't drink coffee I in the US tea. it's like I feel like yeah. more coffee to drinker like to tea drinkers but I love both so yeah. And then the second thing that was said was another silly thing, but I forget what it was. It'll come to me. (laughs) But the third one was murderer where it just writes the word murder right? Yeah and well and Flo's real pissed at this point because the first two were clearly made up like one of them was the coffee jab and another one was something stupid mm-hmm. she was taking and it she very was serious pissed, and she's like True. guys this is the last time and for some reason they're like we won't do it again i don't know why they weren't just like <laughs> okay let's be done yeah and then someone wrote murderer and then they were all real freaked out yes yeah but flo felt good for some reason because she's like it said something it wasn't directed at me. Great yeah. job, Flo. <laughs> yeah. Great job to work here. Yeah. So this is the night where everything changes. Mm-hmm. So they go to bed. Right. Yes. After the murderer. Doesn't everyone disperse because they're kind of freaked out? Like, yeah. everyone's a little freaked out by this point. Yeah. Because no one's copying to who wrote murderer. Right. I didn't do it, but I didn't do it either kind of right. thing. Right. It really worked somehow. And they're Spirits. all still remembering the footprints in the snow from that morning, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were footprints. And again. I don't know if there were... Yeah, there were again... So and it was, like, also, right? like, from, like, the garage and, like, a couple places now. So, like, someone had been, like, circling the house. Right. Yeah. And so that's what made it even more creepy because it's just, like... Okay, it wasn't just, like, one maybe, like, lone hunter who happened to, like, walk kind of in the area. It's, like, that's person has, like, physically right. walked their perimeter, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more and crazy and creepy. So I don't remember exactly how it goes down, but at some point... There's a noise. There's a like noise. Like a click-click noise. Yes. And Nora wakes up, and she says, that's not from outside, so she tiptoes out, and I think Tom is out there. And then eventually everyone goes out, and they go downstairs, and it, the door's open, and it's, like, flapping open. So the door to the cabin's open. Yeah. Which was, like, previously locked. I think it was Nora that locked it. Mm-hmm. Or she says, yeah, I locked it. And then she's like, but Claire checked it. And Claire's like, well, I jiggled all the doorknobs, but it might have been open. No way. Do you know how well, doors I work? I know. Yeah, Obviously I know. not. <laughs> I just jiggle some things and see what happened. <laughs> I don't understand yeah. doors anymore. So she, that was real stupid because she's like, well, I jiggled them and it, and it didn't open, so it was fine. And then they're like, okay, and then we're back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think Flo had the gun at that point. Flo had the gun because mm-hmm. she wasn't sure what was going on. With the outside. And because they were worried they about the townspeople. To yeah. Maybe it was someone else trying to freak them out or yeah. whatever. So. Psychological warfare stuff. Yeah. 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 Which Although, is what it was. Also but. breaking and entering probably. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. That's next level stuff right there. Yeah. So yeah. So Flo has the gun at this point. Once again, the gun only has blanks. Mm-hmm. So if anything, the gun is just for show. Mm-hmm. Or so they think. Right. <laughs> so later in the night... Nora wakes up again, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. hears, an, I don't know if she actually goes to sleep, but she hears another noise. Yeah. And then when she goes out, Flo is already out there being real creepy in her white nightgown, because he wears a fucking white nightgown. <laughs> like a ghost. Cannot. <laughs> and she's got the gun. Like an old-timey ghost. Like she a ghost. feels like, I mean, yeah. in my mind, Flo is like, I know she's 
probably around the same age, but I, I picture her as like a late 30s, early 40s, but she acts like 20 years older than she is kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a very confusing character. <laughs> lady. Yeah. Oh, a little old lady no. trapped in a younger body. <laughs> yeah, and then they're, they say something like, why didn't we freaking check the house the first time? Because they didn't check the house. They were just like, oh. Let's must be fine. Let's go to bed. <laughs> Clearly just never, the wind. I would never sleep no. again. I'd be like, yeah. you're investigating every inch of this cabin house mm-hmm. before I go back in my room. I would be like, everyone get a weapon and sit in a circle like, yeah. until daylight. Like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah, no. Um, so at some point, they there's an intruder. Mm-hmm. And Nora gets the gun. I don't remember. Nope, not Nora. It's Flo. Oh, I thought Nora. Nope, no it's one. Flo. Oh. <gasps> Flo, Flo has, has it. That's gun. what makes it even more scary. That's yeah. right. That explains Flo. So Flo oh, has it, and she's standing at the top of the stairs, and they see a male figure in the house coming up the stairs. And I think Flo yells something like, get away from us, and she shoots. Mm. And bra-na-na, it's not blanks in the gun. And she is shot. Uh, what's his face? James. <laughs> the groom. Sorry, the I groom. can't remember his name. And previously they had seen, like, she'd actually shown, like, these are just blanks that everyone saw. Oh, right. okay. So the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, once the lights are turned on, and clearly James is bleeding yeah. out on the floor. Bleeding out. Yeah. Something's changed that's very, like, shocking to everyone. Right. And this is the part that I don't understand. Yeah. So now no one knows why James is there. Mm-hmm. James entered the house at some point, obviously. Mm-hmm. No one knows why he's there. And doesn't he say, he tries to talk to Nora. He says repeatedly, Leo, which is what he called her, mm-hmm. Claire, the words Claire and text over and over again. Claire and text. And she thinks he's asking for Claire. Right. Mm-hmm. As you would think, probably, yeah. that, you know, they're looking and for Claire's nowhere. their fiance. Claire is nowhere to be found. She's ghosted. So mm-hmm. then they have to get him to a hospital. Yeah. And so is it... Flo, the one that drives? No, I think it's no. Nora. It's Claire. Claire drives. Claire. So, That's right. You're right. So Claire is in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. They get him in the back. Nora, or um, Nina, the friend who's also a doctor. That's right. Is supposed to sit in the back with him, and, and Nora's supposed to go in the front. Mm-hmm. But they realize there's not enough room for all of them. So Claire, nope, Claire's in the car, in the mm-hmm. driver's seat. Nora and Nina... Mm-hmm. Go back to get like Claire's coat and a couple things, and while they're at the door, Tom waves or something, and then Claire guns it and takes off. Right, with just James. Yes. In the car. Yes. Yeah. And at this point, she's just like, "Oh, it's just a misunderstanding. She must not have thought we were coming back." Mm-hmm. Which is super sketch. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. But then, <laughs> <laughs> well. So- how far are we going to go into this part? Because it's almost to the switchover. Should we just talk about the switchover? Should we talk about the secret? Sure. Are, yeah. Which secret? Like from when they were Nora's secret. Yeah. Should we talk about that now? Sure. So, okay. So, as we've kind of alluded, they were in a serious relationship for 16-year-olds, for sure. Yeah. They were in love. They lost their virginity to each other. And, of course, I'm talking about Nora and James. Yes. And Claire was always jealous. Because she's, she said very early on, before they started dating, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to have him. Yes. Which and she had everyone she ever wanted right. at this point. Right. Yes. She gets her way a lot. And she would have had him if she didn't get sick before 
cat on a hot tin roof where she yeah. was the main she was Maggie and he was Brick. And, but she got sick. And so Nora was the understudy or whatever they mm-hmm. officially call that, so she took over for her was that role. Yeah, and that's a real slutty steamy role. Yep. <laughs> so, Boom. <laughs> so they did it. That's yeah. <laughs> teen Literally. hormones. Also kind of shocking that that was a teen play. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Good job, high yeah. schools. So, <laughs> so, oh no, they've fallen in love. Yes. And Claire's quite jealous <clears throat> because she was the one that was supposed to be with Sexy James. Although she didn't let it on at the time, I don't think. It doesn't no. seem like Nora realized that she was jealous no. at the time. I think Nora was just like... She was happy. Happy. She was happy that she was finally getting the attention and that Any she, attention, right? Any attention especially, but that she like had the hot guy and he was into her and yeah. all of her like teenage dreams were coming true. Yeah. Which that sounds great. Like none of this happened to me but at then 16. Also, so, like, but you know, that sounds great. But also but... Like, I get it like if your friend who gets everyone's like, I'm gonna have him, like you obviously probably I would not go for them, but sometimes she's had like every single guy, like, is that really a surprising comment? Maybe she says about like all the guys. You know what I mean? So maybe mm-hmm. she's just kinda of like, well, she wants basically every guy possible around yeah. here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like this is a competition for her in a way, like yeah. So maybe she like kind of overlooked the importance of that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. So, um, but what happens with a lot of not a lot of, but with several teen romances, she gets pregnant. Poor Nora. Not practicing sex stuff. Uh, safe sex. No, Can't even talk. Safe sex. Making up words too. So they're just you know horny irresponsible teenagers. They get yeah. pregnant. As most people would not know what to do. Um, I don't think I would know what to do as a grown-up. Um, she texts her boyfriend. No, she tells him in person. Oh, okay. She tells him in person, and he, because he's 16, doesn't really know how to respond. And I don't remember if he says anything specifically, but he definitely doesn't say, like, okay, let's handle this. Which, I even think, what does that mean? <laughs> right. Well, and I think it's basically, like, uh, I don't know what to do. Bye. Like I think that's basically what happened. So he yeah. runs away from his problems. Kind of freaks out. Kinda yeah. Freaks out. Has yeah. a moment to freak out. Yeah. Um. And that obviously doesn't help Nora. Mm-mm. And then the bloody text. So Nora gets a text from James, mm-hmm. and basically to the effect it says, "Get rid of it," or "I don't care." What well, I think I don't think he specifically says "get rid of it." I think he just says. I don't want this baby. It's not my problem. I never want to talk to you again. So worse, almost. So it's basically, obviously, whoever sent that text knows that that means she's going to have an abortion. Right. Like, right? You're not going to send that and be like, oh, she's going to be happy and 16 and raise it on her own. Yeah. Yeah. By herself. Right. Basically, it's a breakup and, uh, you know, I don't want this kid at the same time. This was a mistake. Yeah. Let's erase this entire memory. So, as 16-year-olds do... Um, she not only does have an abortion, she then also moves away. Yeah. Because I don't think her parents know. So she, like, takes her best friend, tells her best friend. Not Claire. 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 Oh, she does take Claire. Claire. That's the problem. And Claire supports her, and they secretly go and get this taken care of. So her parents never find out about it. Because, like, what teenage girl who was planning on getting an abortion wants to go to her parents and say, hey, I effed up, I'm pregnant. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's a really hard thing to admit out loud and to, yeah. you know, ruin your parents' like thoughts that you're, like, this innocent 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like, she's going through a lot of emotional turmoil. So, yeah. yeah, they secretly somehow go and get this taken care of. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what you do. You, you rely on your best friend. In yeah. In these kind of hard decisions and conversations. And she was 
she her remembrance of that which we get a little bit later because they don't she doesn't tell you what it is but her remembrance of that is like the only time when she's like she was there for me she was so sweet she was my rock supported me right like she did the she was the best friend i could have ever had at that moment little as she know yeah yeah (laughs) so claire we find out should we just get to it now sure let's do it claire's not all she's cracked up to be you guys she is a complicated character for sure but claire's the one that sent that text yeah not james correct james didn't know about the text correct and Nora just moved away and that was the end of that. That was the end of it for 10 years. Yeah. And then suddenly, they're getting married. So now, Claire's gotten the guy now. Mm-hmm. I think this was all a calculating move, taking advantage of a situation yeah. to get rid of her friend, mm-hmm. friend oh, me, really, so that she could make the move on James. Yeah. Which is eventually what she did. Well, and do you remember the conversation? So after Nora went through all that stuff about the baby with her, Yeah. then she went to James and... That's when she was like, "Oh, you know what? She doesn't want to ever see you again." Like that's right. Claire goes and does that. To her, she'll talk to you first, which is why it's still crappy. Like, come on, he could have said something. Totally, he should have said something. But Claire specifically said she does not want to talk to you. She'll talk to you when she's ready. And then somehow got his phone and texted. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I get it. Once again, you're dumb when you're 16, just in general. Mm. Um, So. You know, it's a very hard thing to go through. I can't imagine it. So I don't want to come down too hard on them, except for James should have fucking said something. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. But they never did. And that's the way it's been for 10 years. And that's why Nora's never talked to James mm-hmm. or to Claire in like 10 years, because she moved away with her family. And I don't even know how she pulled that off, by the I way. I almost feel like it was just like something on the side that happened. Like maybe like her dad got another job. Mm-hmm. Or? She didn't no. physically move. I think it was Switch just she switched schools. Once again, I don't know how I could have switched schools at any point. And, like, and still not see those people. Yeah, if I live in the same yeah. house. Yeah. The conversations don't go away. Yeah. yeah. But we live in a smaller city than I think they did. Sorry, guys, we've got to pause it real quick. And we're back. Okay, so one of the things we haven't really talked about yet is the fact that this book actually kind of has two different timelines going for it. All throughout the story that we've just talked about, she keeps waking up in the hospital Mm -hmm. um, after traumatic events and is trying to remember what happened. So she's remembering the events of the hen night (laughs) as, as we just retold it. But each time she wakes up, there's something new. Like, she wakes up, and there's a police officer guarding her outside, and that's real weird to her. And then she falls asleep, and she wakes up, and she hears them say, oh, well, now it's murder. And then the nurses won't say anything, and the doctors won't say anything. And then finally, she gets to talk to the detective, who at first is really nice and seems like she's on her side. She doesn't record anything. She's just asking her side of things. And she finds out that James is, in fact, dead and that Claire is not talking for some reason. She doesn't really tell her why. I think she figures out she's unconscious. But she just says she's not able to talk to her and then everyone else is being questioned. So all of that happens throughout the retelling retelling of the actual head night, the story that we just talked about. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then as it gets closer to the end of what she's remembering, things get a little more intense with the interrogations. Like near the end, they come back and they tape recorder and say, you're being questioned in relation to this murder. Which is not great because she can't even remember everything. Right, right. But we also don't know if she did it. True. Yeah. And at some point, she questions herself. Yeah, she's definitely like she an unreliable, um, yeah. like main person in this book. Like you don't know if what she's remembering is actually true because um, she doesn't even know herself. She's just trying to like she's got amnesia. She's trying to remember as she goes. Right. Um, it's very confusing and. It's, it's definitely kind of an interesting read because you're trying to also figure out while she's figuring out what actually happened with this weekend couple night situation in the yeah. woods. And then as she remembers, she just gets a block at where we ended with our retelling when Claire guns it. All she remembers is grabbing a jacket and then Claire goes. Mm-hmm. And that's basically kind of what she remembers until we kind of catch up <laughs> to both timelines. So once we catch up, she's still in the hospital, right? Yes. And she goes and she visits Claire. Well, no. no. Mostly when we catch up, (laughs) that's when Lamar, the detective, Uh basically says, yep, you're a suspect now because they found her phone. They Mm -hmm. hadn't been able to find her phone this entire time. Yeah. They finally found her phone, and that's when they discover texts and emails, or maybe it was just texts, to James. Mm Mm-hmm that started the night of the hen party saying, I need you to come. Yeah, you really need to come. Come, please. Come in the middle of the night. Cool. Go in the house. The door's open. Go upstairs mm-hmm. to my room on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And that's they're like, okay, yep, you did it. Yep. <laughs> Surprise. This is not okay. This, is, yeah. this tells us everything we need to know. Although as they're watching her read those, it's, I would think if you're a good detective, you would clearly be able to tell that's the first time she's reading them. Yeah. But well, the fact that her phone's been missing all this time, right. you know, which I know if you're a detective, you have to read between the lines what's true, what's not true, because yeah. people are pathological liars and you don't right. know. Um, but yeah, it's definitely suspicious. But right. you would see the shock. Like, I feel like there's that level of like, oh, that's not real to versus like, what? <laughs> You know, like, absolute, like, vivid shock on someone's face. Um, Because the last person she's really going to be texting is James. Yeah, for sure. But only we know that. Yes. They have no clue She's avoided him for a decade. Yeah. This isn't the time that she's going to start texting him and say, hey, come to my room in the night of your bride's... (laughs) Yeah, your fiance's bachelorette party. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get cray. I need you here today. (laughs) But, of course, the detectives have to look at that objectively because she could have just tried to dispose of the phone and said that she lost it and then deny sending in the text in the first place. So she's really an unreliable witness for the detectives. Mm -hmm. She's an unreliable source for us as the story goes. Um, and there's, yeah, there's points where we don't even know. Although I always thought Claire was suspect as fuck. So I never really thought it was Nora. Um, but sorry, Alicia needs more wine, you guys. (laughs) I will not apologize. You can just ask for wine. I'm trying to interrupt your talking. (laughs) That's fine. I mean, that's all. Like real life when you You win anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. So anyway, so. But doesn't she visits Claire So in the hospital? not on purpose. When it's clear that they're going to release her, and it's also clear that they definitely think she did it, <laughs> she decides to make a run for it because she wakes up and the guard isn't there. Yeah. This is weird to me. I wouldn't do this, but... 
because innocent also, people like, don't run. <laughs> just end up. Yeah, to me, I'm thinking you're gonna make it worse. But she makes a run for it, and she sees Lamar, the detective. So she hides behind a curtain, and it just happens to be Claire's cubicle mm-hmm. where she lie unconscious. Air quotes. So then she goes over to Claire, and she like caresses her face, and she like, like blah, she like unconsciously she thinks twitches Mm -hmm. and then she calms down and she's like oh she's still unconscious and then she says something to her like oh Claire don't worry I'm gonna fix this I'm gonna figure it out and then she sneaks out and gets a cab and goes back to the cabin which is like why would you do that I also would not go back to the scene of the crime I would not go to the scene of the crime and I would also not go to my friend who seems like a real crappy friend's well that's just me what do I know she thinks she clearly at this point doesn't think it's her because she definitely whispers something like I'm gonna make this right yeah Yeah. and it's like it's clearly like something's not right if it's not fully her she's involved well also ow um, do you remember that one of James' friends, I don't know if yes. it was his roommate or from, from yes. college, I can't remember the guy's name. Whoever he was, he's his best man. He's yeah. like his best man. He comes and visits yes. Nora. Good, and he like Nor- knows about Nora. Yeah. Like knows enough about her. And he's like, I can't remember, like he's shocked because she's like beautiful or it's like a weird like... Not that it's like she's beautiful, but he's like shocked by the whole thing and wants to know. And, and it kind of like for us raises like a question like, how does James really feel about Nora? Because like obviously like maybe you can find it in this friend about like that this initial relationship. This friend seemed to definitely know how much James cared about her. Yeah, yeah. and it seemed like he was having known, I assume he knew Claire pretty well. Mm-hmm. And having met this person, granted she's in the hospital with amnesia and this whole tragic situation. But he kind of, once he meets her, I think is like, gets why James still had these feelings and comparing it to this Claire person is a little bit more superficial and all that kind of fakeness is kind of like, why are you with this other person when you could have been with this all along? You know what I mean? Like, I think he kind of puts that realization together. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting as a reader standpoint, because you're like, okay. Yeah. It never seems like James and Claire should be together. No. No. Like, Claire seems really superficial. Okay. And... Yeah, it's recording. Okay, Sorry. cool. James, James seems really, um, James seems really like down to earth, yeah, and like a caring person, whereas Claire just seems kind of controlling and superficial. Can we talk about the ultimatum that James gave Claire? Yes. Yes. Okay. So this, I think, is the thing that pissed me off the most. What? What pissed you off the most? Let's get into so, us. Right before their wedding, they were having their just regular engaged people having a conversation about hey honesty is important <laughs> so you know what Claire I'm gonna tell you my deepest secret and his deepest secret was when they reconnected after high school because for some reason they didn't date after the whole you got my best friend knocked up thing but they reconnected at a party and she gave her number to his friend mm-hmm. and he took the number from the friend and called her himself and then told the friend, oh, she doesn't like you. And that was his biggest secret. He felt dirty about it. Mm-hmm. So then she says, oh, this makes me feel so good. I did exactly the same thing. Remember that text about to that girl that you really loved and was pregnant? Yeah, I sent her a really dirty text and told her that you didn't love her and she got an abortion. 
She literally thought that it was the same thing. Because yeah. she's a psychopath. Because she's a psycho. She's a bit of a sociopath as well. If you think and have, like, that lack of empathy yeah. to think that that is okay. Yeah. Like, that says something about your character as yeah. a person. And to think that he would think it's okay. Yeah, like, that, to that's totally flippant. It. Like, oh, ha, 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 I can't yeah. believe you got my my high school girlfriend to get an abortion and told her I didn't love her and to just go yeah. F off. Ha, ha, ha. That's totally normal. Hilarious. Totally the Let's same thing. Right. As taking a person's phone number from my friend. <laughs> so once again, James is nice and Claire is a dirtbag. Yes. <laughs> but shocking, da-da-da, Claire's the big bad. Yes. So. Because based on that conversation, mm-hmm. he said, well, the only way I can still get married to you is if you tell Nora the truth. You have to tell her face-to-face. So I don't, I highly doubt he said you need to invite her to her hen, your hen, and tell right. her there because that's even worse. That's awful. That's so much worse. So much worse. But he did say, no matter what, you have to tell Nora or we're not getting married. Pretty sure a phone call would have sufficed. Yeah. Or an email. Just send yeah. it via email at this point. But, Just CC me on this. You know what I mean? But this is when Claire... <laughs> James is This went down. I know it made it I don't think that would be better. No, but I, I would know you actually did it. Ta-da. <laughs> Maybe BCC, James. Nice. <laughs> Maybe he forward it to me later. <laughs> forward will spice you. <laughs> BT dubs, we're getting married. No worries. Totally legit. I like the text. Love you guys. I'm not paying for all that therapy, FYI. No. <laughs> Too late. What did they say at the end of all their emails? Like hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> Puppies and kisses. Oh my god. That's what it feels like. Yeah. So, so basically. <laughs> What can we talk about what the real motive is? I mean, yeah, that's part of it. This but is part basically, of it. she legit said, Well, if I tell Nora, Nora's gonna tell other people, and other people will feel sorry for Nora and know that I'm a terrible person. And oh my god, they won't like me, guys. So, I can't handle oh, that. No. Oh my gosh, MG, I gotta kill my fiance. I'll like, be held accountable for my what actions. The fuck? <laughs> this is look, this book was fun. The man that you've like read, been pining for like over 10 years. <laughs> Over 10 years you've been yeah. pining for this dude. Like, really, this is your next course of action? Come on. Yeah. Seems a bit weird. But people are this crazy. I'm yeah. going to sidebar also because I'm mostly drunk. But <laughs> this rem- this logic reminds me, and this was psh, long, a while ago, four to five years ago, probably, three to five years ago, because I worked at, like, three jobs ago now when this story <laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, but a woman was busted by an undercover copper FBI agent, I don't know, uh, because she was trying to hire someone to murder her husband. So she was trying to get an assassin to kill her husband. Okay. And it made the news because, one, this is fucking madness, but, two, she was dressed in, like, a Batman t-shirt or sweatshirt or something. All their meetings, it was, like, super little kitty or whatever. And he asked her, because he's not really an assassin, he's an undercover agent about to bust her for <laughs> trying to murder her husband. Yeah. And he asked her, like... Like, what's going on? You know, why Why do you want him dead? Like, does he beat you? Does he hit the kids? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, and she was like, oh, no, he's great. He's a great husband. He's a great dad. I just don't want to be married to him anymore. And he was like, obviously, this is not verbatim. But he was like, why don't you just divorce him? Yeah. And she said, to the effect of, I can't hurt him like that. <laughs> and I can't, I don't want people to know that are that I want to have the marriage. 
Like she didn't want to be a divorcee. You know what? And she didn't want to quote unquote hurt her husband by letting him know that she wanted out. So instead she hired someone to murder him. You know what? I bet he would rather be murdered than divorced and living his life. (laughs) That's that's normal. That's sarcasm, I think, over there from That's like legit crazy. Disclaimer there. But that's full crazy. And luckily she got busted and it was good. I feel like But people are crazy. I feel yes. But so okay, at the end of the book, there's some more to talk about. But near the end when everything is kind of figured out and Lamar says he's done this before or she's done this before and I was like oh awesome she's a black widow killer this makes this makes sense (laughs) finally she fucking sent an email from a professor to girls saying hey I want to fuck you I'll give you an A and got him fired because he gave her a bad grade yeah and it's like that's not the same I mean I guess the whole like framing aspect of it is the same yeah, but, but the, I wanted it's there a to different con for it to make more Come sense. Come on, Lamar. Yeah. Like, yeah. I killed another person, so what's my, like, right. hindrance now? Like, I wanted thing, it to just know? be in her blood that she has, like, all these crazy schemes just for fun. Not because, yeah. oh, he, he would be blah, blah, blah. I can't I believe he'll, like, say. ruin my image <laughs> yeah. by, by leaving me. me. Yeah. Like, him not marrying me. I didn't me want that to be the Because motive. I'm a horrible person and ruined but his that's life and some other person's life, like, ten years ago. Yeah. I can't handle that. I'd rather than just be dead and not be happy. Oh, a thing we didn't circle back on. Why does yeah. why does Nor have amnesia? Because oh, Yes. <laughs> this after, is important. This is important. Yes. Why is she in a hospital? Why does she not remember? So she picks up a coat. Yes. That she thinks coat. is Claire's. Which is where we but left off. <laughs> it's where we left off. But there's question as to whether it's Claire's because weird ass. Flo mm-hmm. dresses identical to Claire. She wants because to be Claire. Because she wants to be Claire, which is very much to Claire's advantage. Claire is her role game. model. So she picks up the jacket and she finds... The gun shells. Or, uh, yeah. like, the blanks. The blanks. Right? The actual blanks. Well, so, and her jacket is not the blank. It is, in fact... No, it is a blank instead of a yeah. regular shell. Yeah. yeah. Which so. means... Oh, she planned this. Yeah. Someone switched the bullets out on purpose. Yeah. yeah. So she takes off after the car. Yes. And then when she's running through the woods, as she's been doing this whole fucking book in the dark. She's a good runner, at least. She runs out <laughs> in front of the car. Mm-hmm. And Claire's decided to try and kill all of them. Mm. Doesn't she get Not in the yet. car? So she gets in the car. Yeah. And then Claire looks down and sees that Nora doesn't have her seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. And James doesn't have a seatbelt on. And she guns it and veers for a tree. So mm-hmm. Nora's no longer running. Nora's in the car. Nora's in the car. So, yeah. And yeah. Nora sees what Claire's doing, and that's when she grabs the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And then Claire gashes at her arms with her nails. I don't know why I'm pointing to my arms. You can't <laughs> see that. But that I was can one see of the that. that was one of the reasons Lamar said, Well, you clearly planned all this because you have Claire's um, stand under your nails or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was because she was trying to stop her from murdering them. From killing them all. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least the other two. Yeah. And like, how would you, I don't know how to explain that anyway. But like, he had a gun wound. I don't know how. I feel like James yeah. left the raw end of the steel here. James is really fucked this whole book. I feel bad. For like, him. He didn't like, he's not a chance. in the book until he shows up yeah. and gets shot. Yeah. And he's just in memories, and he was lied to. And he feels regret thing. and remorse, of, probably, because, like, that would be, like, a very devastating realization that, yeah. like, someone <gasps> that you care deeply for. It does for. feel weird to me, though, that what he tries to say is, 
Claire sent the text and mm-hmm. not, why did you call me here? Like, I, I don't know. I almost feel like he's trying to, like, he, maybe he feel, figured it out. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's, like, Claire text, like. Yeah. Like, this be. was, maybe, like, he realizes this wasn't you because didn't. True. It's maybe a spoiler, but he, in the text message, is yeah. call, uh, to Leo, which yes. is only the name that he called her yeah. or something like that, and, like, she went by Lee before, yeah. now she goes by Nora, and in the yes. text message to, like, yeah. it was changed, and it was something that he picked up on mm-hmm. that, like, she wouldn't have said this because, you know what I mean? Like, it I was, think he kept saying Leo, text, and Claire. Yeah. And then it eventually ended up being that the Claire's from Tex. And she when Claire sent the text, she said, Dear Lee. Or not Dear, dear Lee. She said Lee. Yeah, instead and then of that Leo. comes up later. Like she keeps saying Lee, 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 Lee. But it kind of bugged me because I was listening Leo. to Leo. So like that's kind Haunting. of what clued him in because it should have been. And it's not an easy typo. So yeah. he realized this wasn't so that's kind of I think why he was saying that he was trying to communicate. James finally put it together in the last hour. Before the rest of us did. It was his literally last hour. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he already knew that she sent the text, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I think he figured out that she's at the that hen party. That she was the killer, yeah. Yeah. Or he doesn't know there's a killer. Yeah, he got killer. lured there. Yeah, he, yeah. James should have just stayed home. Just stay home, James. James should have said no. Yeah. <laughs> no. And also, can we say, like, would James really have taken her back? I think he secretly just really wanted her to admit it. But, like, would he have truly what, forgiven Claire? her and married I Claire? Think so, no. But I think that's Claire's, like, hinder, like wondering, too, like, is he going to actually forgive me and marry me? Or is this just a ruse for me to be, like, right. honest and, you know, admit the, this? The other thing is we only get Claire's story at the yeah. end while she's, you know, actively trying to kill <laughs> someone else. But it's her side of the story, and we know mm-hmm. she's a pathological liar. Yep. So maybe it wasn't so much a you tell her or we won't get married, or it was a you tell her or I will something. Kind of situation, yeah. 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 So in the end, <laughs> Nora puts it all together. Mm-hmm. Once she gets to the cabin. But not, yeah, not until she's at the cabin. Yeah. And she walks in. Yeah. I don't think she realizes it's her until she walks until in. Until Claire walks in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Claire should be unconscious. Mm-hmm. Because she just saw her unconscious. Right. She just left her at the hospital. I was yeah. like, I promise I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. And then, so, like, why would Claire follow her? Except for she wants to kill her. Right. And then... She, well, and she did say, she's like, whoever is in this house is definitely the killer. Because yeah. why else would be there? And then it's Claire. And then for some fucking stupid reason, she drinks the tea that Claire gives her. Oh. Why would you do that? What? You know this person I'm is the killer. I can't remember because we didn't discuss what happened to Flo during this entire time either, did we? Uh, well, we know. Do we know? Flo. Oh, we do know. Yeah. Doesn't Lamar has told Flo that James well, died? Nina. Yes. They've been questioned. They've been in a B&B all of them this have, whole time. All of these people have been questioned this entire and time, obviously. And kept in that B&B. Mm-hmm. And then while in the B&B, Flo took a bunch of pills. So Flo puts it together before everyone else. So props to Flo. Yeah. yeah. But she figures out that Claire has been using her. This person that mm-hmm. she thought saved her life. This person yes. that she idolizes and wants to be like so badly that mm-hmm. she's literally unhinged about it. Yeah. She realizes that she abused her and set up a murder. Right. And so she can't live with it. She can't live with herself. Although she had no idea what was really going on. It was completely innocent. Yeah. But like, that would be a hard she thing to also, face forever. She was the one that sent the first text. 
Yes. Yeah, she took her phone. Yeah. Yeah. So once she realizes her accidental part in all of this, she takes a bunch of pills. Mm -hmm. And then Nina finds her. Yes. And gets her to the hospital. Yes. Um, And she very slowly dies. And she slowly dies. It takes her like two days, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See? So it's awful. Mm -hmm. So, and then, so then Flo is dead. And Flo was a suspect. It's kind of sad because, like, she's she's crazy, but you feel for her because she's unintentionally this way. Like, she's obviously got some psychological issues, and she's trying to be a normal person, and she wants to be a good person, and in the end, like, some manipulative crazy bitch Mm -hmm. leads her to her own demise. And that's just, like, a really sad thing for someone. I felt sad for Flo, but I wasn't, like, broken up about it. No, I just feel like for people, there are people out there going through this, and they're easily malleable and there's someone out there that has no conscience and doesn't care. Right. And that makes me sad a little bit. Well, and one of the the biggest things that I was like, it's definitely Claire, is when Flo was being crazy, mm-hmm. like after the whole Ouija board thing. Mm-hmm. And well, every time Flo was crazy, Claire was just so calm with her and so sweet. And Nora kept saying like, this is not like her. Right. Like, I can't believe she's so calm <laughs> and caring with her. And it's like, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, there has to be a reason if that's not how she yeah, but is. She's made a completely 360. Yeah. Or there's yeah. an underlying, like, purpose here. Yeah. And it's not for the sweet cabin. No. <laughs> no. No. And I also think before Flo died, I think she told them as much as she could. Yeah. Right. right? Like, did. part of, she's part of the reason that. The cops follow yeah yeah which luckily the cops follow yes and go to the cabin not as quick as they probably should have yeah no not as quick at all (laughs) i mean it wouldn't have been an interesting story if they got there earlier (laughs) for sure but i feel like they should have realized she was missing much earlier yes especially since the guard was probably just going to the bathroom i'm questioning like the guard and nurse to patient ratio at this hospital (laughs) we don't know (laughs) i'm unsure (laughs) I'm just being ridiculous. We have to have the final confrontation. (laughs) Yeah. When Claire admits everything. Yeah. And then Nora's horrified. Yes. And drinks poison tea. Yes. Unknowingly, but she drinks it. Don't ever accept tea from your Why the fuck would you? Yeah. Let me go get my bottled water myself. Yeah. And she does say, she's like, I feel like I'm just in a haze of platitudes, and Mm -hmm. I don't know why I take it, but it's still like... Come on. Yeah. No. Too too forgiving and too trusting, you know. Yeah. And And then she drops it and there's white residue and Claire's like, oopsie. I murdered you. Like, how did this happen? That when you drink them, they say you've just been poisoned. (laughs) That's like, but like same time, like, her probably fear is what if it's not enough poison? You know, keep drinking. Which clearly it wasn't. It's like very snow white, like. Eat another bite of the apple, dear. You yeah. eat the apple. Well, she did say she tried to catch it. If, if I remember correctly, yeah. she tried to catch it when it fell. It's like, it's still going to fall out of there. But Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So that happens. And then she runs out into the street again. Mm-hmm. Right. Well. Great move. The windy whatever woods. And I don't think she has shoes. Oh, she has flip-flops. This whole time she's got flip-flops on, right? Like, yeah. When she's not snow. actively running. Right. Which is a bad she poor escaped choice. From a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And she is, she does, you're right, she eventually does actively full out run as fast as she can. But then Claire has a car mm-hmm. <laughs> and has to take the windy road and she's on like a footpath. But again, it's the middle of the night mm-hmm. in the woods. Again. Again. Yeah. <laughs> dark, yeah. dark woods, people. Yeah. Dark, dark woods. Dark, dark woods. <laughs> and then she gets to the bottom and she thinks Claire's right there and then she hears a loud screech and looks up and there's been an accident. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing. Yeah. For, yeah. Because it's for Lenore. Nora. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's not her under the car, which right. is what the goal was. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I was still worried at this point that Lamar was still there for her. For sure. For mm-hmm. sure. But luckily at this point, that was not the case. Also, the other thing that pisses me off at mm-hmm. this point, well, later, because Nora passes out again, because mm-hmm. clearly mm-hmm. she's been, like, beaten up many times drugged um, and drugged and yeah <laughs> little minor details <laughs> minor details and then when she wakes up and Lenore is there the detective lady and she's like yeah sorry sorry we thought that you killed him by the way Claire never called the ambulance that first night and that really should have tipped us off but we were just so blinded by you and how obvious it was that you did it <laughs> it's like <laughs> really Really? You really wouldn't like, have looked for that phone call log? Come, come on. on. Why do police work when you can just, you know, find the easiest person? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing that pisses me off the most about books and movies and TV that have cops. Mm-hmm. It's like they always are so obtuse yeah. <laughs> until yeah. it makes sense for the story. And it's like, that's kind of lazy storytelling. It but is. It is. It's a that's... fun book, so I'll let it go. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise book. it wouldn't have happened. Like, the book would be over so much sooner Yeah. if stuff that we probably should have happened <laughs> happened. The frustration thing is, is that, like, you secretly hope that's not how it actually goes down in real life. But you know it also does because there's always those right. stories that, like, right. Absolutely. one lazy detective miss this major piece and that's frightening so you want to believe that they're all thorough at their job because that's their job Mm -hmm. well even well i don't think nina ever said this but tom came in and was like yeah i totally thought it was you yeah no he was very honest (laughs) he He doesn't hide it but he's also also not like initially friends with her so it's not like he's got anything to lose like i may never see you ever again yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be brutally honest right now. Might as well yeah. be honest, you know. Yeah. You think that she's a murderer, you know? I'm sure you're just gonna have whatever. Yeah. And then poor Nina knew that Flo was gonna die, which is sad. But that was yeah. really sad. So let's yeah. get to the end of this book. Okay. So at the end, luckily Claire is caught. Yes. Nora is off the hook. She has some closure to this thing that's been plaguing the last ten years of her life. But the love although of her life is also dead. Although it's horrible closure. <laughs> Never happening. Because, yeah. <laughs> because, Long forever. The huge misunderstanding. His best friend now likes her. But that's the thing. He seemed so very now, interested. Yeah. Now the best friend likes her, and he yeah. gave her his number, right? Yeah. Or his yes. email or something. But, oh my god, that pissed me off. That's what I'm trying to get to. Go. So, <laughs> so the book ends, <laughs> and you don't know. So she's staring at his email, right? Yeah. And she pulls out his number and says, oh, crap, I can't really read it anymore. Mm-hmm. And... I f- oh, I forget exactly. She's like, I was going to leave it up to chance, like, if I could still read it when I got a phone. And she, her finger is hovering over the fucking delete button on the email. And then all the book ends with, and I hit the button. So so you don't know if she said it or not. We don't know if she deleted it or not. So I mean, I'm not that invested in it, but it's still At the same still time, like, like, you want it because, like, let's be honest, grief does bring people together. Yeah. And these are two people that, like, both loved the same person, James, as right. a friend and as a former lover. And, yeah. like, Well, we don't care, want them to ha- have deleted it, is the point. Yeah, we want, we want them to have, like, maybe some just became friends that turned into more. That's what yeah. you want. Because yeah. he seemed like a pretty down-to-earth dude, just like James. Yeah. yeah. And he seemed legit interested in her because obviously Jane was interested in her. Yeah. And there's just that love potential that we want to see happen. <laughs> we Tormented want to know. past, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Happens. So that was, like, the end of the book. I, like, wanted to scream. Yeah. Because she's like, and then I hit the button. And I was like, what and button then did it you ended. hit? And yeah. that's the end. 
But all in all, I love this book. It's I, a fun book. It's fun. I was, like, nervous once we, like, once, like, I read it, like I said, years ago, and then I gave it to Alicia to read. And she read it years, I felt like, later after I did. <laughs> and so then we gave it to Suze, and I was like, Susie. And I downloaded it on Audible. There you go. <laughs> Susie Guilty. hates scary stories. Well, like, but I don't she mind this kind of stuff. So I was nervous, though, because, like, yeah. our entire lives, I can't get you to sit and watch, like, a scary movie. Like, if I was like, let's watch it, This you would bitch be like, made no. me watch Friday the 13th. <laughs> this fucking bitch. I still hate you for I that. I made my best friend who also hates scary movies watch The Exorcist. Yeah, no. I caused her to have nightmares really for, like, cool. over a week. Both of I'm the worst. Just sell. And all I remember is that stupid, like, cow and its organs. Okay, sidebar. I hate those girls. You, but but you love, love us. I do love vibe to it the whole time yeah. which makes it like really fun and really compelling and yeah. suspenseful but also yeah. you're like eh. and I was like oh no did I just give Susie like a scary story to read <laughs> no, and okay. I got really nervous but I'm glad that you liked it I liked it um, it made me mad at points but I liked it yes it yeah. did yeah so I love her writing Ruth Ware has written three other books um, one of which I haven't read but I've read all the other three um, The Lion Game is the third one that came out and then the girl in Cabin Ten got a lot of press. It was good. And then I think the death of Miss Westaway, I believe, is the fourth one that I have not read yet. Um, and I intend on reading very soon. But that being said, the next book that we're going to be reading is not uh, by Ruth Ware. Uh, maybe we'll circle back to her because I love her. But uh, we're going to be reading a book called Stolen by Lucy Christopher. I'm really excited about this because Lucy Christopher is from what I understand, kind of more similar to an indie author than Ruth Ware is or Leanne Moriarty. And so I'm really excited for this book. It's about a girl who basically gets kind of kidnapped from the airport, I believe, Mm -hmm. and then taken by her captor to a remote location, which sounds like the beginning of like any CSI episode or something. (laughs) But instead, is like, I don't know, is, is it a love story? Like, I don't know. Like, that's what we need to find out. It's very confusing. So um, I found it on a list of, it was like, if you like this book, you'll like this book. And I was like, okay. And it was like, if you like Weathering Heights, and I was like, I do. It was like, you should read Stolen by Lucy Christopher. It was like, if you like Heathcliff, and I was like, who doesn't? It was like, read this story. So I'm like, I'm confused because I need to know... Like, what made this list make this comparison about a kidnapping story <laughs> to Heathcliff? So it's extremely strong. <laughs> it's, it's a strong pull. So I I hope at the end, um, I mean, obviously kidnapping is a very serious charge and horrible and should not probably be romanticized. Do not but do it. But also, <laughs> yeah. I kind of want it to be a romance. So let's find out what's going to happen. And um, going forward, I will probably, I know we talked originally about possibly doing like author highlights or seeing if any indie authors wanted to like just kind of have a conversation on the pod I may be reaching out to a couple of authors that I follow on Instagram to see if they want to chat about their work and their process and maybe read an excerpt I'll probably reach out to Lucy Christopher but I don't think that she'll contact me back but I mean if she does (laughs) that's fantastic um so yeah so I'm super excited for this next story do you guys have any last thoughts on In a Dark Dark Wood? 
Were we going to rate it like we did last time? Yes, we're going to rate it. Thank you, okay. Susie, for remembering that we're rating books. Um, I love this book, and I would give it a four. So, remind me, it's between one and five. Yes, and five is like Harry Potter. Hmm. But, I, like, mm. let's just circle back to that. Five doesn't <laughs> that is a hard mean... comparison to Harry Potter because it's a completely different yeah. book genre. Yeah, that's what I'm so, it doesn't so. need to be as good as Harry Potter. Like, did you enjoy it? Like, I did really, you really love it? I really enjoyed it. I would say I would also give it a four because it was something that I had some frustrations, but that's kind of one of those books that when you have amnesia involved and you don't know what's going on, you do have the frustration, you're trying to figure it out. Mm hmm. And you want to be faster than them, which obviously is impossible. Yeah. So, um, because that just <laughs> doesn't work that way. Like, faster, I'll figure it pretty out. Pretty obvious. Yeah. It was clear. Yeah. But like, I, you, but like, you, like, you have it in your mind that you need the validation. You need right. more clues to right. be like, yes, it is. It's one of those you definitely um, want to read fast. Yes. Because you want to know. But I really enjoyed it. Her writing style's interesting. Yeah. I would give it a solid four. What about you, Suze? I, I am never one of those people that gives fives and gives, I give things fours begrudgingly so i'm gonna say three and a half okay that's fine she's coming in with three and a half because i liked it a lot and i think i want to revise my what alice forgot reading because i think Ooh. i gave a two because i was did you i'm not good at rating like i never <laughs> think i'm gonna make that a four and i'm making this a three and a half interesting wow that brings what alice forgot up to a solid four from 3.67 you guys nice, nice. <laughs> and that means that this in a dark, dark wood, gets a three point eight three percent. It's pretty solid. So five. we're rating what I almost forgot ahead of. In a dark, dark wood. I liked it better. I think you liked it better. It really, I think, because it re I related to it more. See, okay. this was just, this was fun. It's so fun though. Yeah, it's such a fun book. Hopefully you've already read it. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise we told you everything that happened. You're screwed. And wait for the movie adaptation, I guess. Um, it's too late. But it's such a good book. Such a good author. Um, really check out more of her work if this is the first book by her that you've read. Um, I, like I said, I love her stuff. I'm excited to read the fourth one. Alicia, do you have any closing thoughts? Definitely read it. It's, it's a great read. It's fun. It's, you know, exciting. I didn't find it scary, but... It takes a lot for me, so but I <laughs> enjoyed creepy. that level of creep. Yeah. yeah, like you're kind of like, oh man, next time I'm in the woods, I'm gonna be looking out like who's watching me. Hopefully, no one. <laughs> Just the squirrels. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was a fun read. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Well, join us next time. Um, I forgot to mention before. So if you want to contact us um, or just comment or anything, of course you can always give us comments um, on Anchor. You can leave us voice comments. You can record yourself. Um, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at Ashley Finley Writer. You can send me a message or comment on any of my posts about this that I'll be doing. Um, and also, if you like us, you should be able to subscribe however you're listening to our podcast. So if that's iTunes or Anchor or Google or whatever your preferred podcast app is, you should be able to hit subscribe and it should tell you when we drop the newest episodes. So I'm going to hopefully have this edited and out by the end of like the weekend or next week, which will be great. But for you, it will be no time passed at all. Um, <laughs> but for when Stolen comes out, if you subscribe, it will send you a notification that the next episode is out so you can listen to it. So please pick up your copy of Stolen by Lucy Christopher. It's a quick read. Um, it should be a fun read. And I can't wait to discuss it with you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you.